There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is. No good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. For all you non-believers, disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense, like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. Enzo. Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of NFL Friday here on this Friday, October 8th of 2021. It is good to be back here on the program. I'm sure you all missed your favorite crazed Jets fan, so it's a nice day to return. And what a better day to return than this one in which we will be basking in the glory of the Jets victory over the Titans last Sunday. And we will also, of course, be previewing the Jets matchup this Sunday against the Falcons. And as always, we'll be talking about the New York football giants. We'll be doing some fantasy and we'll be running down the slate of games for the week. And here to do it with me as always is Mike Messina. Mike, how's it going? Good, man. Man, glad to be back on another episode of NFL Friday. We got two big wins last week. Jets got their first win, and the Giants also got their first win. Great game by quarterback Daniel Jones, who, who's been progressing game after game up until this point. So I'm ready to talk about it, ready to see what the future holds for him and the Giants with that super, super tough schedule coming up for them. And, and same thing for Jets, going heading to London for a game against the Falcons this week. So, so it should be a good one all around. Well, Mike, can't wait to dive into that. And I'd also like to welcome in our fantasy football expert for this week, Brian Raybax. Brian, how's it going? I'm good. This is actually the first time I've ever been on this podcast. So it's really exciting and a great week to do it, too. I mean, Giants and Jets, I mean, they really surprised us last week with those wins. So it'll be interesting to see how that progresses and how the outlook for their games look. So I'm excited. Let's get into it. Yeah. And, you know, I think, it, of course, we're going to get into those wins right now. And, you know, let's start off with the Jets, who, you know, my favorite team, as everyone knows. And I, I was just absolutely giddy on Sunday being there at MetLife for FUV up in the press box. You know, I know I'm a media member. I have to be objective, but uh, I couldn't help but get excited during that game and feel a great rush at the end with that missed field goal for the win. So we, we mentioned it. Jets win. They beat the Titans 27 24 in overtime. Zach Wilson, just a tremendous day, 21 to 34, 297 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, the defense for the Jets as well, amazing seven sacks. So, you know, Mike, let's start with you. And then Brian, I'd like to hear your thoughts as well. Mike, what did you think about, uh, you know, this win for the Jets and what really stood out to you? Yeah, this was obviously a huge game, huge win for the Jets, getting that first one out of the way for Zach Wilson and Robert Sala because obviously new head coach for the first time coming in. There's that, that there's that pressure that, that you've got to succeed right away and you got to get that first win. You got to keep winning. And they both got the job done. Zach Wilson played a great game. 
Um, 21 for 34, 297 yards, two touchdowns. He had an interception, which it looked bad because there was not really many Jets receivers near near that ball when he threw it. It was just strictly tightened guys, and they took advantage of that and picked it off. But Corey Davis had a huge game, four receptions for 111 yards, had a touchdown as long uh, as well as did Jamison Crowder. And really, that Jets defense, man, stepped up big time late in the game and into overtime. Um, Bullock had that missed field goal that, that gave the Jets that win. But I feel like we also can't, can't put the fact away that the Titans were missing their top two wide receivers. I feel like that obviously played a huge factor into the Jets winning this game without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. But even, even then, Ryan Tannehill still did well as well. 298 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. But overall, I think the biggest story of the, uh, of the day is obviously Zach Wilson. I mean, he was in and out of pressure the entire game getting out of the pocket, finding receivers downfield and deep downfield too. He was making some pretty long throws um, and he did it at the right time. He wasn't taking, wasn't making kind of dumb passes. He was taking sacks when he needed to, because that's obviously a smarter football move than, than throwing an interception, but Wilson played great, man. His vision in this game was great. And I hope he can keep that going up until London. That's obviously going to be a new experience for him um, playing a game in London and not at MetLife or, or traveling to Atlanta for this game, but they're lucky because they're coming off of a, a big win against a very, very good Titans team going to going to Atlanta where Atlanta's not a good football team. Their, their lone win comes against the giants as well, which they honestly should have lost that game. In my opinion, Giants should have won that game, but another bad team that they're facing right now. And this is just another advantage for the jets in order to capitalize and get their second win of the season. Yeah, this has to be a huge confidence booster for the Jets. I mean, they they played really well. I mean, you do mention the injuries to uh, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, but can't take anything away from the Jets. They played a really solid game. Zach Wilson looked great. I mean, when he when he gets outside the pocket, he, he can make things happen, and he'll make you pay. And he rebounded really nicely. He had a tough first quarter, and then he had the tough interception at the start of the second. But after that, he was looking real good. The throw to Cole in the third quarter was a thing of beauty. And then the one in overtime, too, at the sideline, that was great. And the the big thing with the Jets with the first three weeks, Jets fans just wanted them maybe not to expect to win every game, but just wanted to show them something. And through the first three weeks of the season, they were not giving anybody that. They were. It was a dismal, dismal offense and just brutal games to sit through against the Patriots and the Broncos. But this past Sunday, they really got it done. I mean, the offense actually looked like a functional unit, and it all comes down to Zach Wilson, their ability to protect him. And this defense looks good, too. I know the Titans didn't have their top receivers, but this defense, which, by the way, doesn't have, didn't have Marcus May and obviously doesn't have Carl Lawson the whole season, they sacked Ryan Tannehill seven times. This defensive unit through the first couple of weeks, it actually looks like the strength of this team. And it's it's been relatively consistent so far. So that's impressed me a lot. And this win was absolutely impressive as well. And, you know, going into next week, you're kind of like, oh, the Jets, you know, there's growing pains. Can they do it? But I have a lot more confidence now. And I'm really interested to see how Zach Wilson and the New York Jets build off of this. Yeah, I mean, you know, just to kind of touch on a couple of your guys' points, I mean, first off, you guys have all said it, so I'm not going to keep driving home, but Zach Wilson, an amazing day. 
Um, you know, for me, there were really kind of four highlight plays, if you will. Uh, the 54-yard bomb to Keelan Cole, the the snap recovery play in which, you know, he fumbled a snap, picked it up, still found crowded on the field for about 30 yards. The improvisational touchdown in the fourth quarter with Corey Davis rolling out to his right, pointing downfield. And of course, uh, you know, Brian, you mentioned it as well, that touch pass to Keelan Cole down the left sideline in overtime. Um, you know, I would also say I would kind of push back a little bit, Mike, on what you were saying about the Jets offensive line. I mean, Zach Wilson was only sacked one time in this game. I thought they, they did. did play a- great. They, the offensive line played great. They, yeah. They did. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I didn't really I, from what I my, in my opinion, I didn't really think Zach was under pressure too much. So I really have to give this Jets line credit for really improving uh, compared to definitely what they've struggled the past few weeks, especially weeks one and three. Uh, the run game needs to be improved in terms of run blocking, but uh, pass protection I thought was pretty decent against the Titans. And I would also say you guys both mentioned this defense, but you said, you know, the Titans didn't have their top two guys. You know, that that's, that's fair. That's good. But I still want to give a shout out to the secondary because this is a Jets secondary that the, the experts, if you will, were knocking coming in, saying there wasn't that veteran presence and, you know, the young guys have stepped up. I mean, Bryce Hall, a second-year man out of Virginia, has played like a true number one corner. He's had some great coverage uh, throughout this the season so far. Some nice pass breakups on so, this past Sunday. You know, Javelin Gidry, second-year man uh, out of Utah, undrafted free agent. And he plays everywhere. He plays the nickel. He can play outside in coverage. He's great. Um, and then, you know, rookies, Isaiah Dunn, Brandon Eccles, Michael Carter II, just overall, the Jets secondary has been good. And, you know, we mentioned the pass rush for the Jets. Well, you know, pass rushes are never going to get home unless there's good coverage down the field. So uh, props to that Jets secondary. And then one quick little stat, which I find kind of interesting, and we mentioned it, or I mentioned it, on our new Jets segment, 10 Minutes After Touchdown. So check that out on our YouTube page. But Quinnen and Quincy Williams for the Jets become the first pair of brothers with sacks in the same game for the same team since Sachs became an official stat in 1982. So that's pretty good. But, you know, before we kind of move on with our to our next segment with the Giants, I kind of want to do like a preview and kind of look ahead to see what are some keys for the Jets in this game. So, you know, Mike, what are the Jets going to have to do if they're going to want to make it two wins in a row and move to two, uh, two and three in the year? I think Zach Wilson and his receivers are going to have to build off that chemistry that they had against the Titans and be able to find his receivers downfield. His receivers are going to have to be able to create that open space for Zach Wilson to have that time and, and to find the open receiver, whether it's 10 yards downfield for the first down, or even the third and six is the third and five, the third and short plays to get that running game going. Obviously the run game for the jets is a little bit of a struggle. I, I mean, look, they, they, they didn't really do much. The, the run game really didn't do much last game, but that's going to need to get picked up against this Falcons team. With the environment going on, it, it, it's going to be loud there, man. W- watching the the last London games, it is loud there, and that running game is going to need to step it up. Zach Wilson's going to need to keep that chemistry with his receivers. The receivers are going to need are going to need to create that open space downfield in order for him to throw the ball. And really, if his vision is as good as it was against the Titans, if he plays as good as he did, I don't think the Jets are even going to struggle with beating this Falcons team because I do not think that that they are a good team at all or worthy of even one win on this season so far. So, so I think the jets are just going to need to keep that momentum going, have a good week of practice, which I've been reading that they are um, and and keep it going, have the receivers create open space and let Zach Wilson do his thing out there. Yeah. It's all about consistency. I mean, we know, we know the jets are in a rebuild and we know that there are going to be some growing pains going on throughout the season. We know there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, 
But the big thing for me is, are they going to continue on this up from last week or are they just going to kind of fall right back down to where they were? It's all about consistency. Now, Zach Wilson, he gets to face another bad defense. Falcons are ranked dead last in points allowed in the NFL. So Zach Wilson, he can make things happen again. And you have to feel much better about their chances to beat Atlanta now that they've actually won a game against a playoff caliber team in Tennessee. So you got to hope this defense stays rolling. And, you know, they, they have a much better chance. Now, it's a London game. They're going to travel. So we'll see how that affects them at all. But, you know, Zach Wilson showed that he can pick apart a bad defense last week. You know, the Tennessee Titans are not a great defensive team. So now you get Atlanta and it's kind of, you know, the cream of the crop there in terms of bad defenses. So I'm looking forward to see what Zach can do. And if the offense can maintain this consistency, it's all about consistency for me. It's all about maintaining last week's level of play and not falling right back down to how you looked in the first three weeks of the season. If the Jets can do that, they can easily beat this Atlanta team. Yeah, I mean, you guys all bring up some great points. You know, to me, the key is exploit this Falcons defense. Brian, you mentioned the points per game. I would say, you know, the Falcons defense is allowing the highest average passer rating for opposing quarterbacks in the league. So if the Jets win this game, I think it's going to be because Zach Wilson had a big day. Obviously, the Jets defense needs to continue to do what they're going to do, which they have been doing so far this season and also stop Cordero Patterson. Cause to me, I know they have Calvin Ridley. I know they have Kyle Pitts. He's been their best offensive weapon so far, three receiving touchdowns against Washington last week. And you know, the jets actually, when they last played in London against the dolphins, they got some cheers, you know, it seems, I don't know if it's because Woody Johnson was the ambassador to the UK, but I, I think the jets have at least a small little fan base in London. So we'll see what happens on Sunday at nine 30 Eastern. All right. Of course, we got to move over to the Giants and take a look about what they did last week and look ahead to this week for them. They also picked up their first point of the season, defeating the Saints 27-21 in another overtime game for a New York football team, a Saquon run touchdown for the win, six yards. Uh, great win for the Giants. Uh, it just, again, similar to the Jets, they needed this win. It was a great bounce-back win. It's a win like the Jets win. I don't think many of us saw coming. Mike, you're a Giants beat reporter. Uh, break this one down for us a bit. Yeah, this game was everything the Giants needed to get that momentum going towards, I believe, the toughest schedule in the NFL going forward. Uh, I mean, what they have after this is crazy, and I'll touch on that in a little bit. But Daniel Jones threw for 402 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And the interception, I'm really not even going to count because it was just a – a heave before halftime and it would just intercept at the goal line for Hill Mary. So, so I'm not really going to put that on him, but for me, the big story of this game is Saquon Barkley. He is coming back to his original self, the, the number two overall pick that the Giants drafted him at two touchdowns, a passing touchdown and a touchdown for the win in overtime. And that's a sigh of relief for the Giants organization and for all Giants fan, because if Saquon Barkley isn't his old self and isn't, getting out yards and scoring touchdowns, they're not going to be able to win games with just him blocking. I, I love how they're starting to play him out wide more, create that separation downfield. And, and Daniel Jones has a great arm and he's going to be able to hit Saquon on, on pretty much all those throws like we saw last week. And look, they're still without their top two wide receivers as well. Sterling Shepard is out with a hamstring injury and Darius Slayton is out with, an, with a hamstring injury. John Ross stepped up. Had a touchdown that that was bobbled in the end zone, which I, I, I don't like. He just got to hold on to that ball, even though we still got it. 
Um, they have Kadarius Tony, which they finally start to use more 78 yards. And Kenny Galladay really stepped up to six receptions, 116 yards. Daniel Jones really didn't have that much issue issues in this game. I mean, took zero sacks. So, so that that's a huge plus for the Giants and Daniel Jones. But overall, it was a great game. Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, John Ross, Kenny Galladay, all around. It was a great game for the Giants. The Giants defense didn't really play that bad either. I, I mean, there's obviously um some things that some things that that need to get worked over obviously with Blake Martinez going down with an injury uh the week before that's tough to work with for the Giants but what are you gonna do I I mean injuries happen and it was a great game overall for the Giants I'm happy with it Saquon Barkley's coming coming into play um and and Daniel Jones man everyone has this argument about is he a a franchise quarterback is he not a franchise quarterback this man has been playing so good this season and his ball handling, his interceptions, his fumbles, everything is down. And it's really all you can ask for your starting quarterback of a team. Yeah, this was probably the Giants most. This was a very impressive win, but this was probably Daniel Jones's most impressive performance, arguably of his career. I mean, he's had great games, but, you know, against, you know, some bad teams. This Saints team's not bad. I mean, on the road in New Orleans to perform the way that he did to throw for over 400 yards and, you know, his stats in the last in the fourth quarter and overtime, 14 of 19, 203 yards and a touchdown. That's all you can ask for out of your quarterback. So Daniel Jones, he really not only stepped up in this game, but he stepped up the whole year too. And a lot of guys stepped up. Saquon had his best game in forever. Uh, Kenny Galladay had his best game as a Giant so far. And one of the biggest things offensively for me watching is that they act. They got Kadarius Tony involved in the offense. You know, he was missing really the first three games of the season. Now with Shepard out and Slayton out, they had to get him the ball. And when they get him the ball, I mean, he can make things happen, man. He is really shifty and elusive. And you know, he had seventy-eight yards, making people miss. He's just a. He could be a really good asset. And John Ross too, out of nowhere, comes off of the IR and has the big fifty-two-yard catch. So the offense, I mean. They can really hold their own if the offensive line protects them. That's the key. No sacks. The offensive line has done a much better job, at least in the last two games, the last three games, really, protecting Daniel Jones. And for the defense, they struggled to get big stops in the first couple games of the season, but they easily could have folded down 11 with seven minutes to go, and they didn't. And the defense got the big stops that they needed. So it'll be interesting to see if they can build off of this, similarly to the Jets, but... I was impressed with this win, I got to say. Look, you guys said it all. I mean, I don't really know much I can add. Just a great day for Daniel Jones. You know, you mentioned that 402 yards, you know, two touchdowns. That interception, like Mike said, um, that you can't you can't put that on him. It's a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. It is what it is. And the comeback game for Saquon, the winning score, that big 54-yard touchdown pass, just a great day. You guys mentioned it all. Uh, but let's look ahead, as we did with the Jets. Let's look ahead as well now with the Giants. Um, you know, they're playing the, the Cowboys this week, and Dallas is has the fourth best uh, offense in the league. They've scored 41 points and 36 points in their last two games. They're a tough opponent. Mike, what are the Giants going to have to do if they're going to be able to stop this Dallas offense and overcome a Dallas defense that has a pretty decent pass rush? Well, if, if they want to stop Dallas's offense, that, that secondary and obviously the defensive line is going to need to step up, which – Leonard Williams didn't practice this week. He has a knee injury, but we're not sure if it's just getting a breather for, for the heavier practice, which is going to be happening today. Um, or if it's anything serious or not, we haven't heard yet, but 
that's going to be a big blow if Leonard Williams can't play in this game. I mean, he only has one sack on the season, but he leads the Giants in total pressures this all year with 12 so far. And he's been a big help for that defensive line stepping up. Uh, and it, they're going to need to continue doing that if they want to stop the, this Dallas Cowboys offense with, with a big guy like Ezekiel Elliott running it down your throat all game. Um, but what, what was the other question, Mike? I'm, I'm sorry, you asked about the offense? Yeah, and how are they going like, to overcome this Dallas pass rush? Uh, I mean, because the Giants, the offensive line, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, Andrew Thomas is stepping up, but I don't know if you have yeah. any thoughts about Andrew that. Andrew Thomas is stepping up, but he also didn't practice. He has, he, he has a foot injury, which is terrible for the offensive line. He's allowed just six pressures and 182 pass block snaps, which is the lowest in the NFL so far. Um, but, yeah, Saquon's going to have to step up if they want to win this game. I, I mean, he's going to have to have another two-touchdown game if they want to do. Daniel Jones is building that chemistry back up with Saquon after that he missed pretty much the entire last season because of his ACL injury, but they're working together. He's going to need to be able to find Saquon downfield, whether it's wanting out the flat or sending him out wide. And I think they're going to be able to do that. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. Um, yes. Dallas is the fourth ranked offense or fourth best offense in the league. You said, and I don't disagree with that. They have so many weapons at that they can really go to whenever they want. I mean, in that defense, man, Mika Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, I think he's leading the NFL in interceptions. Maybe he is, but he is playing fantastic. Mika Parsons is, seems like he's involved in every play. And this Giants offense is going to have to step up. Daniel Jones is going to have to not make stupid throws, not just throw the ball to get it out of his hand. Take that sack if you need to, because if he's just throwing this ball around the field, it is going to get intercepted by by one of those two guys, and it's not going to be a good game for the Giants. So as long as they can just have their composure, build off that success that they had last week against the Saints, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I, I think they're going to have what it takes in order to kind of just slow down that Dallas offense. They're not going to be able to slow it down all the way, and that's obvious. But they're going to be able to slow it down if they just stay composed and do what they did um, against New Orleans. So the biggest thing that I've been thinking about coming into this game is, I mean, the Giants have really struggled against the Cowboys a lot in the last four years since the start of 2017. I mean, they're one in seven against Dallas in the last four seasons, and their one win is when Andy Dalton was starting in week 17 last year. So they, have, they haven't beaten Dak Prescott since 2016. And they've this defense has always really struggled to stop Dak and Zeke when they're both on the field together. So... That'll be definitely a point of focus for me. How is this defense going to respond? Can they keep the Giants in the game? Or can they keep up with the offense? Can they build enough of a lead? So I'm looking at that. And also, can Daniel Jones maintain a good performance? Now you have a divisional opponent. You're on the road. And if you can beat Dallas, I mean, maybe maybe there's some life back into this season. I mean, we all kind of wrote them off at 0-3. but now, if you beat the Saints and the Cowboys back to back and come to two and three, maybe you maybe you have something here. Maybe you actually have a shot at the NFC. So we'll see. But it's all about you know getting get overcoming your struggles against the Cowboys, which you haven't been able to done in the last couple of years. So if the Giants can step up and they can build off of last week, they can have they could have a solid game and potentially get a huge win over a divisional opponent. Yeah, I mean, you guys, it's been a thorough show. You guys are really getting all the points in here. Um, yeah, I mean, look, frankly, and I, we'll get to our picks later on in the show, I don't really see the Giants pulling this one out. I mean, Dallas, I, I'm not going to say they're a Super Bowl contender, and their defense isn't great. I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're 
give it's just it's not a it's not elite or anything. Um, but they had the pass rush there, which is just such a huge problem for the Giants. I mean, Randy Gregory, two sacks last week. The, the, the Cowboys overall, five sacks in each of the last three games. And I mentioned the offense, fourth best in the league. I mean, so many playmakers, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, and, of course, Ezekiel Elliott. And the fact that the Giants are allowing, you know, they gave up 119 quarterback rating to Jameis Winston, who's nowhere in the same category, I think, as Dak Prescott. Um, you know, they gave up 170 yards to the Saints, and that's only going to get worse with Zeke Elliott. You know, offensively, defensively, to me, I think the, the Giants are overmatched. And, you know, they're going to have they're going to have to overcome a lot if they're going to win on Sunday in Dallas. But we'll see what happens. And we'll get our onto our picks later on in the show. But you know what? Let's move on now to our weekly fantasy segment. Of course, Brian's here to give us all the fantasy advice for this week. Brian, let's get started here. Give us two uh, sit-ems or must-stars, whatever you want to call them, for this week. So two guys that I'm looking at that you got to start this week, I got Daryl Henderson on the Rams and LaVisca Chenault on the Jaguars. Henderson, I mean, a lot of people are kind of concerned of him coming off of his injury last week. How is he going to do? And now Sony Michelle's there. But Henderson, he's proven to be a consistent 15-a-week guy. and you know, he showed that he wasn't going to be slowed down by his injury. And, you know, he had 116 scrimmage yards and played 89% of snaps. And he plays a Seahawks defense that's ranked 31st against running backs in fantasy. So he could be – he's a guy that I'm looking at that could really have a good week. We'll see how that goes. And Chenault, too. Chenault, I'm really interested in because, you know, he was a guy that kind of had a high ceiling coming into the year, but – I would say that's even higher now. You know, DJ Chark unfortunately went out with an injury last week, but now I feel like Chanel can get a bulk of targets. I mean, the only other guy that can really receive significant targets is Marvin Jones. And, you know, he had 17 points last week against the Bengals. And now this week he plays a Titans, a Titans defense who is ranked 31st against, you know, receivers. We saw what Corey Davis did last week with the Jets. So these are two guys that I'm looking at to start. And then two guys that I'd want to sit. These these two guys kind of fall into the category of, you know, they were high, highly thought of coming into the season. But at this point, week five, they haven't really done anything. It's kind of just time. Allen Robinson, to start, it's he, he's a great receiver. I'm not denying his talent at all. He is super talented, but they just can't get him the ball. I mean, Justin Fields is susceptible to growing pains. Now he's their starter. And, I mean, his highest scoring game in PPR leagues is 10, and he had 24 receiving yards in that game. So I don't think they're going to get the ball to him downfield, and I don't really see him having a breakout game against the Raiders. And then another guy, Mike Davis on Atlanta. The Jets defense I mentioned, they played really well last week, and I can kind of see that continuing to this week. So I would not go with Mike Davis the Falcons have other pieces in the backfield. And Mike Davis, I think at this point, is kind of showing he's not going to have the level of production that he had in Carolina when McCaffrey was out. So he, he just hasn't really performed. So I think if you've had him in your lineup, now is kind of the time to sit him. So start him, Chenault and Henderson, and sit him, Allen Robinson and Mike Davis. How do you guys feel? Uh, yeah, Brian, I think those are some great picks. Um, I mean, look, Chenault, the guy I met, I, I drafted him this year in a late round. I actually released him. Um, you know, I don't really need him, uh, to be honest, but I, I think that's a pretty solid pick. And then, Hey, Mike Davis, 
anything that props up the Jets defense is a good pick in my book. So uh, good stuff all around. Uh, Messina, any thoughts on those picks? Yeah, I love all the picks. It seems like every time I do this show, someone mentions some a player I have in, in, in their fantasy segment. You mentioned Daryl Henderson. I have him. He's on the good. bench. And, and I'm actually skeptical about putting him back in because James Robinson has them putting up 25 and a half and 21 and a half the last two weeks. And then I have Derrick Henry as my running back one. So, I, so I'm skeptical on the James Robinson Henderson swap out. I, I have some time to think about that. Thankfully, there's no one's none of them. Oh, I guess Henderson's playing tonight. So I, so I don't have time to, to think about that. So I'll have to make my mind up, but I love all the picks. Uh, yeah. And of course, Brian, you know, we do this every week, you know, fantasy leagues are kind of bought and sold and kind of, you know, made or broken on the sleeper pick. So who is our sleeper for this week? So if you my have. sleeper for this week would be Robbie Anderson, who's gone oh really God. quiet since week one. He had, he had one catch week one for a touchdown and that was it. And since then he hasn't really done a whole lot. He had nine points in PPR last week, but he had 11 targets and I, I just got a question. Did, did you see what Tyreek Hill did against the Eagles last week? He had, yeah a monster game and you know he had a long catch of 44 yards for a touchdown and given given the type of guy Robbie Anderson is you know he's a deep ball guy and Sam Darnold will throw the deep shot to him and that's the kind of guy he is he he gets the long touchdown catches he's not going to get like you know 10 catches a game and make up like 98 yards out of it he's he's a deep ball player and I really, I'm kind of feeling that this week, you know, he hasn't had one since week one. So in, in part, it's me kind of going with my gut and feeling like, feeling like he's due. So the Eagles secondary doesn't really scare me. So if you have Robbie Anderson on your bench, I would just think about it. I would just give it a thought. Hey, I think, I mean, look, I would agree. He's been disappointed this year. I mean, again, all roads lead back to the Jets, former Jet Robbie Anderson. Um, I think it's a solid pick though. Sound logic. I think, uh, good job, Mike, on the sleeper. I'm Mike. Brian. So many mics on the show. I get them all mixed <laughs> up. Brian, good job, Brian. And thank you overall for all of the fantasy advice this week. Hopefully it helps out some of our fantasy managers. All right. Now, as we do every week, it is time to move on to our NFL Friday picks of the week. We're going to run down the slate of games. We'll go around the room here, the virtual room, if you will. And let's start off with, of course, the game that's most near and dear to my heart. Jets going across the pond to London, take on the Falcons. It is a home game for Atlanta, uh, but I mentioned the Jets seem to have a sizable fan base in London. So let's start off with you, Mike. Who do you like in this game? Yeah, I think the Jets going to be able to, to pick off, pick up after that, that great game against Tennessee. And I, and I think they're going to travel to London, get this win against Atlanta. Like you said, there there's London is filled with both Jets and Giants fans. I, I'm reading it all on Twitter. There's new Twitter accounts for both teams. It, yes. It's pretty funny. And I, I think the Jets can be able to take this one out. I, I mean, both not very good teams. It's not going to, might not be the best game, but I think Jets are going to be able to take it. Yeah, Legan, I'm sorry, but... I'm going to pick Atlanta in this one. Now, I mean, the Jets win was obviously impressive last week, but I just don't know how sustainable it is. I feel like with the rebuilding nature of the team, they're due for some regression. So I think they might take a foot off the gas this week, and I'm going with Atlanta in this one. Yeah, I think, look, those are all good picks. I mean, I'm going to go with a unique strategy here because it's a free country and I can do what I want. I'm not going to pick this game. The first, uh, every time I seem to pick the Jets uh, on this show, they lose. And, you know, I don't want to pick against them. 
And because I've also done times when I've done a reverse mush and that didn't work either. And, you know, they, they picked up their first win uh, last Sunday and I wasn't on NFL Friday last week. So, of course, I didn't make any picks last week. So, you know what? Unconventionally, I'm just going to go, uh, you know, I'm just going to abstain. If we do the compilation, do you want to put me down for a loss? That's fine. Uh, but I am I'm not picking this week. All right. Next game. Let's move quickly. Let's move quickly this week. Detroit at Minnesota. Brian, who do you like? I like the Vikings, and it really just comes down to I don't think the Lions are going to win this game. That's really it. I just see an own five-star for the Lions on the horizon. Yeah, Mike? Yeah, Detroit's not good. I mean, that's pretty much all I got. Vikings are going to win this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys hit the nail on the head. Uh, Detroit's a bad football team. This Minnesota, not great, but hey, I'll take them. All right, New Orleans at Washington. Brian? Uh, I'm going to go uh, Washington. Washington, right. because, you know, the Saints just, I don't think they look good. And on the road, I think it's going to be tough. Mike? I'm also going Washington. They had a great comeback win uh, last week. Um, I think they won by like three points, or I, I don't remember the score off my head, but it was a great fourth quarter play by, by Washington. And I think that defense, a defense that has so much potential, I think it's going to step up this week against the Saints. And I think they're pretty much going to lock down James Winston. He's not going to be able to do anything with the ball. And I think. The uh, football team's going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone's ready to give Dallas a division, and I don't blame them, but I think Washington's a sneakily good team and actually improved with Taylor Heineke under center. Um, he had a great game against Atlanta. I know they have a bad defense, but that Washington defense, their defense, uh, the Washington football team defense, has a great pass rush with Chase Young. I think New Orleans is very inconsistent up and down. I really don't know what to make of them. That that first win against Packers, the Packers was confusing. So I'm going to go with Washington as well. All right, next up, New England at Houston. Mike, who do you like in this game? I'm going to go New England just because I don't even is, – is Tarot Taylor still injured? I believe so. Uh, yeah, I think he's yeah. still out, yes. And I don't even know who their quarterback is, their backup quarterback. So I'm yeah. going New England. Houston's <laughs> not good at all. They, they're very bad, and they don't really have – Many pieces to help him win any football game, so I'm going New England. Yeah, yeah, the Texans stink. Uh, Patriots here, not a lot of hesitation, not a lot of doubt in my mind. Yeah, first of all, put a little respect on Davis Mills' name, Mike. Come on, uh, r- rookie. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, Houston's a bad football team. I think New England's angry after they lost to Tom Brady. Give me New England. All right, Miami at Tampa Bay, matchup in Florida. Mike, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I, I think Tampa Bay is gonna gonna roll in this game. They're they're coming back home to Tampa Bay. Uh, obviously, last game barely won against the Patriots. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick reunion, bad weather conditions. But going back to Florida, both teams are used to it. I think Tampa Bay is, is gonna win this game pretty pretty easily. Yeah, I got Tampa Bay as well. I mean, the Dolphins they just haven't really been able to win games without Tua Tagovailoa and with Jacoby Brissett under center and. I can't really see the one game they're winning being against Brady and the Bucks, so I get the Bucks in this one. Yeah, look, Tampa Bay, defending Super Bowl champs. Miami has Jacoby Brissett. Give me Tampa Bay. All right, Green Bay at Cincinnati. Mike, who do you like in this game? Love this game. Think it's going to be an absolute watch. I love Cincinnati as a team. I love what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are able to do together, but. Since week one, Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense has just been lethal. And I don't think that's going to stop now. I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are just going to connect maybe better than they have this season. So I'm going Green Bay in this game, but it's going to be a very high scoring game in my opinion. But Green Bay all the way. 
Yeah, you kind of just took the words out of my mouth there, Mike. I got Green Bay for almost the exact same reason that you do. I think it's going to be a great game, but the Packers are just going to edge them out because I think they're the better team. Yeah, Green Bay is just a better team. I like Cincinnati going forward this season. Who knows what they can do, but Green Bay is better. All right, next up, Denver at Pittsburgh. Brian. I'm, I actually got the Steelers in this one. I just feel like the Steelers at home, I think they can do it. And now Teddy Bridgewater is kind of hurt too. We don't really know if he's going to play. So it might be Drew Locke. So, I mean, for those reasons, I'm going to go with the Steelers in a kind of surprising victory, given on how they've been playing so far this year. Yeah, I don't think Drew Locke's a bad quarterback at all. So, And I, I think the Steelers are the biggest frauds in the NFL. So I'm going to go Denver to win this game. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger has anything left in the tank. You, you see that sneaky smile from Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers last week playing that game. So we'll see. But I, I think Denver's going to win this game. Drew Locke's not a bad quarterback in my eyes. Yeah, I think Big Ben's just completely washed. I think the Steelers overall are not that great. It's, not, it's a brand name, so it intrigues you in Pittsburgh, a dynasty team. But... Uh, no, no, thank you. I'm going to go with Denver in that one as well, regardless of who's playing quarterback for the Broncos. All right, Philly at Carolina. Mike? Yeah, hey, I'm going to go Philly in this one. Um, I don't think Carolina's that great of a team. I, Sam Donald has been playing well, but each game, they, it's either been close or, or they play bad teams like the Houston Texans. And I want to see Jalen Hurts succeed. I want to see Devontae Adams do good, Jalen Rager. Hopefully they connect in this game, but I think Philly's going to take this game in Carolina. I'm going to stick with Carolina. I mean, they've looked impressive in every game so far this year, and the Eagles have left a lot to be desired since week one. They've, they've just looked bad in the last three games, so I'm going to take Carolina. I'm also going with Carolina. I think Philly is a bad team, too. They just they had that great week one win, um, but just nothing since. And Carolina, as much as it pains me to say to see you know, Sam Darnold have success, um, they're a good team. I mean, Sam Darnold, leading touchdown rusher in the NFL. Um, great defense, too. I'm going to go with Carolina. All right, next up, AFC South matchup. Tennessee at Jacksonville. Brian? I'm going to go with the Titans. You know, the Titans had a tough loss last week, but the Jaguars, they've had a pretty tumultuous week given all that's going on with their uh, organization right now. So yeah. I can't say I see them rebounding and getting a surprise win here. I'm going to go Tennessee. Yeah, who knows? Urban Meyer might be out dancing at, at his own club right now. So, so you don't even know if he's getting ready for practice. But I'm taking Tennessee in a route in this game. They're just a much better team than, than the Jaguars. Yeah, it is an absolute dumpster fire in Jacksonville. I mean, I'm sure everyone's following the stories. The, the locker room is lost. Urban Meyer's a clown show. They're not preparing. It's The, the team is breaking down huddles by saying grind. I mean, this, this team is toast. I will say... Where are all those people that were saying Trevor Lawrence needs to avoid the play that is the Jets? You think Jacksonville is better? I mean, it is really not just down there. It wasn't better six months ago, and it's definitely not better now. All right, I can't. Oh, and for Jaguars, there's no way they're winning. Give me Tennessee. They're going to bounce back. All right, Cleveland at the Chargers. Mike? Love this game. Possibly game of the week for me. Um, I have... Jay Herb, my guy, as my quarterback on fantasy, and I ride with him in every game of the season, no matter who they're playing. I'm taking the Chargers. I, I honestly do think they're a better team than Cleveland. Um, love what Cleveland's doing with Baker, Odell, Jarvis Landry. Um, great running game there, but I think, just think Chargers are going to be able to to be more gritty late in the game and win this, but a close, very close game in my eyes, but Chargers are going to take it. This one was really difficult for me. I mean, this is this is a, really a toss-up. I could see this going either way, but 
I gotta force myself to a pick, so I'm gonna go with Cleveland. I think they're gonna get the win on the road, but this could really go either way for me. All right, let's kind of go rapid fire down the rest of the list here. Chicago at the Raiders, Brian. I'm gonna go Raiders. Mike? Yeah, I'm going Raiders for sure. I I don't think Justin Fields has what it takes to win this game. Yeah, I think Raiders are kind of a slept-on team. Uh, they were in first place all by themselves, undefeated until Monday night. So give me the Raiders. All right, San Francisco at Arizona, Brian. Bit of an upset here. I'm going San Francisco. I think they're going to hand uh, the Cardinals their first loss of the season. All right, Mike. Yeah, I don't. I disagree. I don't think Trey Lance has what it takes to be a, a Cardinals team that's this good in the defense that's this good with Chandler Jones and JJ One on each end. So, so I think Arizona's going to going to keep up that hot streak and win this game. Arizona has been lights out this season. Probably the best team in the NFL. The remaining undefeated. I'm not going to pick against them yet. Give me Arizona. All right. Next up, the local matchup. One of the local matchups. The Giants at Dallas. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm on your side with this, Mike. You didn't pick the Jets and you weren't on NFL Friday last week. They won. I wasn't on NFL Friday last week and they won as well, but I am going to pick this game and I, I'm unfortunately going to pick Dallas. Their team's just much better than, than, than the Giants right now. They have much more weapons. I don't think the Giants are going to have what it takes to win this game, but I think they're going to be able to keep it close. Yeah, I got Dallas as well. Respect to the Giants, though. I think they can make it close, but I think, you know, with the struggles against the Cowboys in recent years, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Yeah, I said it during our segment, the, the Cowboys are just the far better team, and it's in Dallas where Brian's mentioned the Giants have struggled. Give me Dallas. All right, the Sunday night football matchup should be a good one. Buffalo at Kansas City. Mike? Yeah, another great game. I'm taking Buffalo winning this game. Um, the Chiefs haven't been the Chiefs pretty much all season yet, and the Bills, had Bills. I think it was 40 nothing last game. They've been putting up points left and right. I think Bills are going to take this one over the Chiefs, no matter who who's playing where. Yeah, the Bills have been doing really well recently, but I think the Chiefs are, they're kind of back after last week, so I think they're going to continue that momentum. Give me the Chiefs in this one. Uh, Yeah, I'm going Kansas City as well. I mean, they had a bit of a up and down, slow start to the season, but they're they're looking to kind of prove that they're still the team to beat in the AFC, so give me the Chiefs. And then finally, the Monday Night Football game for this week, the Colts at Baltimore, Brian. Surprise, I'm going Colts. I just I like picking a couple upsets during the weeks and I think I think we're gonna get one here. I think the Colts are gonna step it up and get a surprise win on Monday night. Mike is Car- is Carson Wentz playing? Do we know? Uh yeah, I think, I think he so. Is. I could be wrong. Well, yeah. I think he is the most overrated quarterback. Does anyone even does anyone even rate him anymore? To play in the NFL. He's not good. He's actually awful. Um this is gonna be an easy win for Baltimore. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone even thinks Carson Wentz is good anymore, but, but hey, fair enough. Uh, I go, all right. I hope I don't know them. All right. But I think I'm going to go with Baltimore as well. I just think they're the better team, and that's all That's all there is to say to it. All right. Well, that was this week's slate of games. We just went through them, and I hope you enjoyed those picks. I hope you enjoyed the show because that is going to do it for us today on this Friday program. Thank you so much for joining us. You can listen to the show every week on iTunes, Spotify, WFUVsports.org, or wherever you get your podcast. I'd also like to do a quick plug for a new Jets-only segment we just launched on the YouTube WFUV Sports YouTube page, 10 minutes after touchdown. So if you want to hear some more Jets analysis, check that out over on YouTube. Uh, anyway, for Mike Messina and Brian Raybax, I'm Michael Legan. NFL Friday is a production of WFUV Sports.